Wait a minute, I hear something. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Dr. Movie Time! Uh, back with another aquatic horror movie. Um, this one, I'd never seen before. And uh, excited about talking about it. it I, I don't know how much it really falls into the category that we've kind of covered so far with our aquatic horror series here. Um because it's more of a, it, it feels more like Reservoir Dogs than it does Jaws or Piranha, even though there's Piranha in this movie because we are talking about a movie called Killer Fish from 1979. Could it have been named this because of the popularity of Piranha coming out? I don't know. We're right here at that, at that same time period. But I kind of got to feel like this movie was renamed. Uh, because, like I said, there's a lot more that goes on than this movie than the fish factor. Matter of fact, the fish only play a part towards the end of it, right? As, as one of our obstacles to get through. So, I don't know. I, I think this was probably renamed to, uh, to just kind of fit the genre and, and get that money. So, yeah, Killer Fish, 1979 horror film here's something interesting about it it is a Fawcett and Majors production that's right Farrah Fawcett and Lee Majors who you know they were married at the time uh, decided to produce this movie so it's it's a Lee Majors project I do believe directed by Antonio uh, Margaretti the same guy that gave us Castle of Blood and Cannibal Apocalypse, if you remember that episode from not too long back. Um, so, Italian director. And it's a it's got a 4.1 out of 10 on IMDb. As far as a synopsis, says, thieves try to recover gems from a lake, uh, which a double-crossing partner has stocked with man-eating piranhas. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Let's look at our reasons to watch or why to watch. It's coarse, vicious, and intense. <laughs> these these three liners just kill me, man. You this is like they can just just pick three words. They all mean the same thing. Just just throw them out there. Uh, somebody says, I think Killer Fish is a very entertaining movie as well. I agree with you about the quality of the model work. Well, I don't know what you're referring to. But yeah, costumes appear 70 chic, and the music is absolutely fantastic. The setting and actors are beautiful, and, and it cuts off. <laughs> Despite the lukewarm premise of the goofy script, Killer Fish still manages to be pretty entertaining little B-movie. I agree. Um, this one kind of surprised me, and for a different reason. Uh, well... A lot of that has to do with the cast, which we will talk about right now, because we do have my my first hero before any other superhero anything, Lee Majors, man, $6 million man. You may know him as the Fall Guy. 
You may know him from Bonanza, but I know him as the $6 million man. And one of the thrills of my life was when I finally got to meet him, got his autograph, and man, I've still got a $6 million man lunchbox. Uh, yeah, man, I was all about Lee Majors, man. And this is him in his prime, man, 1979. Show is probably, uh, it's probably ended at this point. We got Karen Black in this. The, the queen of 70s horror, right? Uh, she was everywhere in this time frame. And we have Margot Hemingway in this. And just starting to come onto the scene, I believe. Margot starting to just, just really start to appear and, and be in stuff. Uh, Marissa Benson, uh, Benison, Berenson, sorry, Marissa Berenson. Uh, what else has she been in? Uh, oh, Barry Lyndon, Lyndon, <laughs> Barry Lyndon, uh, Cabaret. I, I knew she'd been in some stuff I'd seen. SOB. Uh, we got James Franciscus in this. We just talked about him in another movie just recently. Um, you know, Argento, he's been in a lot of Italian flicks, of course. Uh, Gary Collins is in this. Plays a pretty pivotal role. Um, yeah, I mean, where else has Gary Collins been in? He's been in a bunch of stuff. Well, let's see. Uh, the original, the, the Sixth Sense that came out in the 70s. Uh, Hangar 18, Airport. He was one of those guys that was in a lot of TV shows. A lot of 70s flicks, right? You just saw him a lot. Um, so, yeah. Killer Fish, man. Uh, I tell you what, this this thing starts off pretty interesting because you got a jewel heist going on in Brazil. And it's at this, I don't know if it's a chemical plant, which is kind of weird, but uh, you've got a group of hired guns going in to, to knock off these jewels, and in the process, in order to uh, create a distraction, they end up blowing up the chemical plant. <laughs> Which I have to say, you can tell they're models, but they're really, really good models. Uh, I have to say that the, I'm impressed with a low-budget movie like this. These miniatures are really, really good, and uh, I don't know the fires and stuff. They look pretty legit. I've seen way, way worse. So I was not expecting that to look as good as it does. But yeah, you got Karen Black, you got uh, uh, Lee Majors, and a couple other guys that are that are friends of Lee Majors' character, uh, Lasky. And they're all hired by James Franciscus' character, uh, Paul. And you don't know this at the time, but you got these four people in there, and they're breaking in, robbing these jewels. And while that's going on, James Franciscus is playing uh, backgammon with the people that own the chemical plant, right? So it's to show that well, he wouldn't, had, he didn't have anything to do with it because he's there in your house, right, hanging out with you. So obviously there can't be a connection there. Uh, so all this is a well, well thought out plan. And the plot thickens 
after they get the jewels, they sneak out, and they take the jewels and put them in this metal case, and they drop them in a lake with a floater, floating device on it, and they say after 60 days, we'll, we'll come back and we'll get them out of there. For, but for now, let's lay low, stay cool. That way, when everything clears out, then we can go from there. So obviously, everybody's wanting their cut, right? So you kind of get this situation where you can't trust anybody. And uh, one of the guys later on that was hired by Lasky, which is Lee Majors, decides that he's going to go ahead and get his part. And he jumps into the water, and lo and behold, he doesn't come back out. He gets eaten up by these piranha. And we find out that James Franciscus, his character Paul, put a bunch of piranha in this lake to keep this from happening. Uh, several hundred of them, and then they bred and, of course, created many, 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 many piranhas, right? And the, a lot of the effects in this are pretty much dead on with what they did in Piranha. I mean, you, you get stills where they're on wires where you can see them floating across. You do get uh, a lot of, uh, like, actual, you know, footage of some uh, Piranha eating meat and stuff, and you just put those in where you need them. But it turns out that as this goes on, Karen Black is upset with, with Paul, uh, James Franciscus, because he would do something like this, but he is that protective of keeping these jewels. Then you can't blame him, right? Because he, he doesn't trust anybody. While that's going on, Lee Majors uh, is having issues as well because of the fallout. Actually, the first guy dies, and the second guy is thinking that Lee Majors had something to do with it, which he doesn't. So everybody's blaming each other. You get more people diving in, trying to get to the jewels. Doesn't work out very well. Um, but uh, Paul, James Franciscus, has a an idea of how to get them out by using this uh, kind of chemical that they go down. And he, he does this thing where he claims he's got a heart condition, so he can't do a lot of things. So Karen Black's kind of his gopher, right? So he convinces her to dive down there with this chemical in, a, in basically a canister and risk her life to get these, uh, to get these jewels. And you're like, man, what a, what a low-down dude. But as you go on, you find out that he really doesn't have any kind of condition. He's just using her so to, to spare his own life, um, which she makes it out okay, gets the jewels out. They place them into a makeup bag or makeup case and from there on this thing gets shuffled around we get the introduction of Mario Hemingway and uh, Mario Hemingway and uh, she's a supermodel who's there and uh, has a film crew and her handler all there uh, and then Lasky which is Lee Major starts kind of smoozing on her they end up being a couple before you know it at the end of this you got all of our main characters locked up on a boat out here in the lake and the boat is messed up and it's starting to sink and what do you do 
right? How do we get out of this? Because if the boat sinks, we're all going to die because the the piranha. We don't have a, a raft or anything to get off this boat. They try some different things, which does not work out very well. And, uh, you know, it, again, this uh, it's surprisingly good. Uh, n- not as low budget as a lot of other things you're going to see or hear about in this series. Uh, I just think that the Piranha thing was probably pushed to the front just for sales. I mean, they do play a pivotal role, but the majority of this movie has nothing to do with the killer fish, right? It's not like like you get a big ending where they they kill all the fish and they're on the water and yay, it's all over. I mean, it ends like a jewel heist kind of movie, right? I'm not going to give you too much more because there are some twists and turns that I think are pretty good in this movie. So I I recommend you check this one out. Uh, again, this is that sweet spot, right? This is that that mid to late 70s, early 80s that just works for me. Um, you know, earlier in the comments, somebody said something about the music being fantastic. It sounded like to me stuff that's been borrowed from other movies. Uh, kind of like the same thing we heard in Alligator. It's like, eh, it sounds awful familiar. But overall... I was impressed with this flick, and I really like the cast. Um, James Franciscus plays a great turncoat, so uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's a solid little flick. I, I recommend it. So it's on Tubi. You can check it out. Uh, I think one of the problems with this movie is when it came out. It came out on December 6th in 1979. Not a good time for a Piranha movie, just saying. You know, you're you're coming off of Thanksgiving, going into Christmas. I don't know if a piranha movie is uh, seasonally correct. <laughs> Just put it that way. So, I mean, it seemed like the movie did pretty decent. Probably could have done better if it was released in the summer of 79. But there you go. That's my thoughts on this one. I like it. Uh, I'll probably watch it again. So... I'm going to give this a 3.5 out of 5. It's not quite a 4. It probably will be a 4 if I watched it again and picked up on some more details. But there you go. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I think you will too. All right, folks, that's all I got for this one. We will check you later.